All right. So this video today, um, I want to be honest with you, it's going to be heavy. It, in many ways, this video is for anyone who has ever felt the pressure to conform. Uh, for anyone who's ever been a part of a, a tribe or a family or a religion or a people group where they feel like they don't quite fit in. Like they feel almost a shade off from, from who that group is. Uh, and so I was in a conversation recently where the question was asked, why are younger people leaving faith traditions and then never returning? And at the time, like I wasn't, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on going into this conversation, but from like a sociological perspective, I thought about this and I realized that many of these people didn't want to leave. Like many of us who came from religions have felt that immense pressure to conform and to change and to imitate to the point of losing parts of ourselves. Like our, our experience, our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors were seen as damaging to the tribe unless they could get in line. Like unless our thoughts and our feelings and behavior could get in line. And honestly, like as someone who's neurodivergent, there are parts of the way that I think and feel and behave that not only do I not want to change them, I, I just, I can't change them. And it got to the point for many of us where we were willing to transform into better humans, but we were not willing to blindly give ourselves up. We wanted to stay in the conversation. Like we wanted to stay in the tribe. We wanted to stay in the group, but we didn't want to gain your religious approval and lose our souls. And this, this concept of imitation, uh, it's, it's found, it's, it's so important to neuroscience. Like the concept of imitation is so important in neuroscience. And it's also found, it, it's also found in, in so many of the world's most prominent religions. And so here's a few examples. So in Judaism, you have the mitzvah, right? Which can be described with this sentence, from Devarim, which is Yahweh will establish you as his holy people, as he swore to you. And if you keep the commandments of Yahweh and walk in his ways, he will establish you. In book eight of Metaphysics, Aristotle describes what he calls the unmoved mover as immortal and unchanging uh, as an immortal and unchanging being. And ultimately, like this unmoving mover is responsible for all wholeness. And then in book 12 of Metaphysics, he calls us to self-contemplate on this in a way that would change us. In, in Catholicism, you have the, uh, the doctrine of imitatio Christi, which says humans are to imitate Christ. And then Eastern Orthodox actually takes this a step further, where it says, it takes the similar stance of that, but says that humans are not just to be transformed by Christ, but transformed into Christ. Now, what's interesting is the Baha'i faith, they see imitation, but they, they take a different approach to it. They see imitation as almost a misstep. And so uh, it, in the Baha'i faith, there's a quote where it says, man has forsaken the foundation of divine religion and adhered to blind imitations. Each nation has clung to its own imitations, and because these are at variance, warfare, bloodshed, and destruction of the foundation of humanity have resulted. 
So what's happening in neuroscience when we imitate? Well, I'll kind of, I'll explain within the context of where we are right now. So right now, as you watch this video, you are going to decide what to do with it based off what you believe my intention is in making it. And the way you're going to decide what my intention is, is your mind right now is going to act as a mirror. And so you're going to look for your own cognitive reflection in my words and expressions. And if that reflection looks like it's going to enhance who you are, you're going to begin to uh, an imitation process. But if it doesn't, if that reflection doesn't show you that it will enhance who you are, uh, you're going to discard this video either passively or actively and aggressively. Because in the field of cognitive neuroscience, imitation is recognized as a fundamental human skill. In fact, the brain, like recent, uh, recent studies show that the brain can actually begin to heal from psychological trauma or physical injury through imitating others. But the flip side of that is that the social pressure of imitation can hold us back. Um, and here's the hard part to that, is that I can't write a takeaway for this video that filters when and when not to imitate. So you take those two things, like we're going to begin a process where we mirror the other person and decide if we're going to imitate or not imitate. And on the one hand, that imitation could lead to healing. But on the other end of that, that imitation could lead to losing a part of ourselves. Like it, it could lead to holding us back. And I can't tell you whether to imitate or not. And so I'll give you three questions that I am asking myself in this imitation process. So as I encounter new ideas and concepts and cultures and, and viewpoints, I'm asking myself these three questions. Does this imitation line up with what I consider to be virtuous? In other words, will imitating this lead to compassion? or curiosity, or love, or generosity, or inclusion, or human connection. The second question I'm asking is, am I imitating this because of social pressure, or because it's enhancing who I already am? And the third question I'm asking, and this one's hard, because this doesn't tell me exactly like, like the consequences of this don't tell me if I should imitate or not. But that third question is, if I decide to not imitate this, what are the consequences? Because there are consequences to not imitating the people group. Excommunication, shunning, losing status, losing prominence. And, and some of you have experienced this for not imitating. Some of you have decided not to imitate and you have lost everything. And for my friends who have been kicked out of conversations because of refusing to imitate the worst parts of those around you, uh, know that you carry the best parts of your tradition. 
like for my friends who have they've been they've been excommunicated or shunned or kicked out or lost their status because you refuse to imitate things that you knew were wrong know that you carry the best parts of your tradition and maybe they kicked you out but there's a whole group of us who desperately need you for the conversation that we are having. When you decide to imitate in order to enhance who you are, and that brain process of mirroring happens and you say, yes, this will make me a more compassionate human. We want you within our conversation. When you decide that imitating is detrimental to you and the people around you. We want and we desperately need you to be a part of our conversation. Anyways, thank you so much for watching this video today. Um, if it did something for you, I'd be honored if you shared it. Uh, I would love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear your comments. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective. We'll see you next week.